C. diff, spores, and more is brought to you by Clorox Healthcare, trusted solutions for your infection prevention needs. Visit us on the web at CloroxHealthcare.com. Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and we welcome our listeners joining us. I'm Kevin Hirsch, and I'm your host today. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Please visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products, keeping environments safer. CloroxHealthcare.com forward slash C Diff Radio. And it's a great pleasure to welcome our guests, Katie Stewart and Lauren Bailey of the Leapfrog Group. Katie and Lauren are going to be joining us today to talk about the Leapfrog Group, what you need to know about your patient safety. Katie Stewart is the Director of Healthcare Ratings, where she has served as a member of Leapfrog's Healthcare Ratings team for the past four years. She manages LeapFrog's various measurements and public reporting activities, including LeapFrog Hospital Survey, Hospital Safety Grade, and New Ambulatory Surgery Center Survey. As a director, she oversees the operations and informs content and analytics for all ratings programs. She previously served as a senior program analyst for LeapFrog. Now, Lauren Bailey is the communications manager for LeapFrog Group where she manages day-to-day public relations and marketing efforts. This includes media outreach and other communication, social media, email marketing, website management, and stakeholder and board engagement. And at this time, I would like to welcome our guests to the program. Thank you for joining us today, Katie and Lauren. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. You know, ladies, we're going to learn a lot about your group today. And, uh, you know, what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to ask Lauren a few questions. So if we could open up the program and would you mind giving our listeners an organizational introduction to LeapFrog? Uh, Who is the LeapFrog group, Lauren? So the LeapFrog group is a national nonprofit organization and we're based in Washington, D.C. And we were started almost 20 years ago now by a large group of purchasers of healthcare in response to a pretty famous study that came out in 1999 from the Institute of Medicine. It's titled To Air is Human. And the reason why we're still talking about a report that came out now 20 years ago is because it really was the first of its kind and that it was the first time that researchers had, um, really looked into how does patient safety impact our population. And they found that uh, medical errors that are preventable that are happening in hospitals at the time were killing up to 200,000 people every year. And since then, there's been a lot of other research done. And in 2016, there was a report that came out um, in the BMJ journal that said medical errors are the third leading cause of death in the United States. Mm. Uh, which is a big deal. And the reason why uh, I'm sharing these statistics to explain who we are is because it explains why we exist and why we are who we are. Um, the main goal of LeapFrog is to improve healthcare through transparency and to make sure that quality and safety information about hospitals is available for consumers. Now, what's behind the name, Lauren? 
<laughs> we get asked this question a lot, and mm-hmm. our name, the Leapfrog Group, did not come about because of any relation to a toy company um, or because we're really big fans of frogs. Um, our name came about because of the idea um, of the importance of taking giant leaps forward. Um, being in the healthcare industry, uh, those who work in the healthcare, healthcare industry know that healthcare can often move at an iceberg-like pace, but here at Leapfrog, we're about big changes, um, and an example of that and why we have our name is um, we take giant leaps. Um, and one example of that is our work around reducing the rate of early elective deliveries. Um, when we first started looking at this, the national rate for early elective deliveries was 17%. And after just a five-year period, it went down to 2.8% which is a really big change. And more importantly, it means that thousands of babies are getting a better start to life. Now, how did your organization get started, Lauren? So LeapFrog was started um, almost 20 years ago now, and we were started by a group of large purchasers. So those are employers who are purchasing healthcare on uh, behalf of their employees. And they had seen this Institute of Medicine report I mentioned earlier and realized that, wow, not only is it just 200,000 people dying every year, which is a lot, but they realized what that meant for them personally. And it meant that they were losing employees every year who were dying because of medical errors that were preventable that were happening in hospitals. And they were also losing a lot of money due to these medical errors. And large companies spend a lot of money on healthcare every year, and they realize we don't really know where we're sending our employees. We don't know how safe it is. We don't know how high quality the care is. So they got together with the common goal of starting LeapFrog to want to take action and ask hospitals to be transparent um, and to transparently report their quality and safety information, uh, like I said earlier, so that consumers can make more informed choices. Uh, so the first initiative that they started was our LeapFrog Hospital Survey, which is a lot more robust now than it was in the early days. Um, but the way, the main way they really started it and thought about the questions they wanted to ask hospitals is they asked themselves, if I was sending my own parent or my own loved one to a hospital, what would I want to know about them? What would I want to make sure that they were doing? And those are the questions that they asked. And today we ask in some form uh, those same important questions today. Now, you probably have several programs that you're working on. So what are some of the major LeapFrog programs? Yeah, so um, one I just mentioned, um, the LeapFrog Hospital Survey, we've been doing for almost 20 years now. Um, It is voluntary and it's annual, and today we have over 2,000 hospitals across the country that report to our survey, um, which asks hospitals about quality and safety information, and um, specifically the measures that are on our survey are measures that are of the highest importance to purchasers since as I mentioned earlier, purchasers are the group that started LeapFrog. So it's really important for us to stay true to our mission there. So some of the things that we ask hospitals about on our survey, which is free for hospitals to participate in, by the way, um, are infection rates, which being CDF radio, we're going to talk a lot more about that today, I'm sure. Um, we also ask about maternity care, uh, such as C-section rates, episiotomy rates, uh, early elective delivery, as I mentioned earlier, et cetera. Um, We also ask about medication safety, including barcode medication administration and inpatient surgery, specifically looking at hospital and surgeon volumes for high-risk procedures. Um, So that's our first program we had. And then in 2012, we launched our LeapFrog Hospital Safety Grade. 
where we assign a letter grade, A, B, C, D, or F, to all general acute care hospitals in the U.S. on 28 measures solely focused on safety. And uh, some people define patient safety in different ways, but the way that we at LeapFrog and our expert panel um, define patient safety is freedom from harm. So what we look at in the safety grade is how well um, our hospital is protecting their patients from things like accidents, infections, errors, injuries, things that shouldn't happen to you when you come into the hospital. And then our brand new program um, in 2019 this year, April 1st, we're going to be moving from um, beyond just looking at inpatient care to also looking at outpatient care. And that brings me to another question I have. So separate from the hospital safety grade, in April, you'll be launching a survey for ambulatory surgery centers. Would you mind, Lauren, just walking us through what information that will include? Yeah, of course. So um, the reason why we're um, launching into the outpatient space, which is new for us, is because a lot's changed in the healthcare industry uh, since the last uh, 20 years that LeapFrog's been around, and now 60% of procedures actually take place in an outpatient or an ambulatory setting. And right now, we don't have a lot of publicly available information about how these facilities perform in quality and safety. Um, really, if there's anything available, it's only price, and price alone is not enough to make a decision because a high price does not signify high value in healthcare as it does in other industries. And it can be dangerous to just make a decision based on price when your life is at stake. So our new programs that we're launching on April 1st are going to be, one, a brand new survey called the LeapFrog ASC survey for ambulatory surgery centers. And it, again, just like our uh, annual hospital survey, it's free to participate in, and we're going to be asking about quality and safety practices. And then we'll also be launching a brand new section of our LeapFrog hospital survey for hospitals to report um, on their outpatient surgery departments. And the information will uh, parallel each other for ASCs and for hospital outpatient departments. You know, that that is fantastic, Lauren. It's like you're leaving no stone unturned. I love listening to what you were just talking about. And I do want to ask you something else. So are there other hospital rating systems and how is LeapFrog Group different? There are other ratings programs out there, uh, but the main way that LeapFrog is different is because we're focused on reporting information that is of value to purchasers, and also we're committed to transparency. Uh, All the information that we collect on hospitals is reported transparently and for free on our website, so anyone can go to leapfroggroup.org or hospitalsafetygrade.org and look up how hospitals in your area are performing, and that's really critical to our mission that people have access to that information. Um, Also, the measures that we ask on our survey are unique and not available elsewhere, and an example of that is C-section rates. We um, report C-section rates by individual hospital across the U.S., and that information is really important for families who are preparing um, to welcome a baby into their family in the near future. Um, And then another point I want to make is that um, LeapFrog also reports by individual facility, so bricks and mortar facility, not at the system level. This is important because consumers don't seek care from a system. They seek care from an individual location. And we actually have a lot of data that um, has shown if you look at hospitals within the same system, the quality and safety can vary dramatically, even if you're looking at a system that's in one state or one county. You know, the, the, 
You know, we have about a minute or so left, and I was just wondering if you would like to expand upon anything. When you talked about the 2,000 hospitals, nationwide or is it a specific area? Yes, so our 2,000 hospitals that report to our LeapFrog Hospital Survey is nationwide, and we um, surpassed the 2,000 mark in 2018, which is uh, which is a record-breaking year for us, and it's really encouraging to see that hospitals are so committed and increasingly committing to being transparent because patients deserve to have this information. Um, and the other number that I didn't mention that I think we'll probably talk about later in the segment, too, is with our LeapFrog Hospital Safety Group. We assign that. So it's not voluntary. We assign it. And we assign that to over 2,600 hospitals. It's also across the country. But those are just general acute care hospitals, not specialty or pediatric. Wow. It's, I'm just enjoying listening to you on this segment. But look, right now we're going to break for a commercial, if that's okay with you ladies. And uh, Katie and Lauren, I want to thank you for sharing this information with our global listeners. And we're going to pause for our commercial break. And when we return, we're going to continue learning about the LeapFrog Group, what you need to know about patient safety with Katie Stewart and Lauren Bailey of the LeapFrog Group. So stay tuned and we will return after these messages from our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. The C. diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C. diff can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on handwashing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. 
Welcome back to the program, and I'm your host today, Kevin Hirsch, and I'm here to discuss um, with Katie Stewart and Lauren uh, about um, learning about the LeapFrog Group and what you need to know about patient safety. After talking about your organization, I'd like to discover more about hospital safety grades, and I'm going to direct this question to Lauren. What is the LeapFrog uh, Hospital Safety Grade? So the LeapFrog Hospital Safety Grade is um, one of our ratings that started in 2012, and it's updated twice annually, and we assign a letter grade, A, B, C, D, or F, based on 28 measures of patient safety. And the reason we started this program is because the rating space can be confusing. It can be hard for consumers to find information that they need, but once they find it, it can also sometimes be confusing to know what they're looking at. So everyone understands the letter grade. We've all gotten report cards. We know that it's better to get an A than a B or a C. Um, So we started this as a way for um, consumers to be able to start somewhere. Look at how your hospitals are protecting you and how well they protect you um, from things like accidents, errors, injuries, infections. And we also report on the actual rates of these, um, which are all important things to know um, because these things shouldn't happen to any patient that's going into the hospital to receive care. Um, And we publish our safety grades twice annually in the spring and the fall, and it's free to access this information on our website, which is hospitalsafetygrade.org, and you can search by hospital if you want to look up a specific hospital that you've been going to or thought about going to, or you can also search by location if you want to type in your zip code or your city and state or just your state. Um, you can, we encourage you to uh, look around and see the differences because safety and quality do differ between hospitals, even in your same zip code, which can be surprising to people. And that is, uh, that was hospitalsafetygrade.org, correct? Correct. Perfect. Thank you. I just wanted to repeat that for our audience in case they missed it. And Katie, I'd love to hear from you on a few points. What are you measuring in the LeapFrog Hospital Safety Grade? Yeah, thank you. So Lauren mentioned that what's really unique about the safety grade is its laser focus on patient harm. So we're looking specifically at um, accidents, errors, injuries, and infections. And the way we do that is we have two types of measures. So we have processes or structures that hospitals will have in place to prevent harm. And then we also look at rates of actual harm. And both of those account for 50% of the overall score um, and what results in the safety grade. So some examples of processes or structures we include are doctors ordering medications through a computer or what we call um, computerized physician order entry system, um, CPOE. So that's an electronic system that prescribers and providers use to order medications for patients in the hospital. Um, And a good system can really alert the doctor if they accidentally order a medication that could cause the patient harm, Um, for example, like an improper dose or a medication that the patient might be allergic to. Um, Another example on the safety grade, we have a measure that looks at specially trained doctors caring for ICU patients. So it looks at staffing in a hospital's ICU or intensive care unit. Um, And those units provide care for extremely ill patients. And so they should have doctors called intensivists. And those are physicians with advanced training in intensive or critical care. Um, And these are important because these are all processes and structures that hospitals should have to keep patients safe and free from harm, and ultimately, they do lead to better outcomes. 
And some of the rates of harm, um, for some examples of those, we look at the rate of a dangerous object, what we call a dangerous object left in patient's body, which um, in more scientific terms is a foreign object retained. Um, what that means is it's a object like a sponge or a tool left in a patient's body after a surgery. Um, and so safer hospitals will follow processes to ensure that um, they're counting those um, objects and tools um, after a surgery. Um, and the reason that's important is that these are harms that experts say are preventable and should never happen to patients. Wow. Um, you know what? I'm just listening to that because my mom was in the hospital and she had something similar to this. And thank you for that. Um, where, where does your data come from, Katie? Yeah, so the majority of the data included in the LeapFrog Hospital Safety Grade comes from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS. So CMS administers several quality reporting programs for hospitals that care for patients on Medicare. Um, so an example is they require hospitals to administer a nationally standardized patient experience survey. Um, and LeapFrog includes some of the items measured in that survey on our safety grade, like communication with doctors and nurses, staff responsiveness, communication about medicine, um, and communication about discharge. And all of those things I mentioned are um, patient experience measures that have been linked to patient safety outcomes. And know, then back in some the, of the data first, also... Oh, go ahead. No, please, yep, please continue. Um, so another data source we use is the LeapFrog Hospital Survey, which Lauren talked briefly about. Um, and so it, LeapFrog is an example of we're the only national organization to collect information about um, that computerized physician order entry system I mentioned and how it prevents, um, can be used to prevent harmful, sometimes fatal medication ordering errors. Um, and then lastly, we also use some data from the American Hospital Association um, for those hospitals that don't participate in our voluntary LeapFrog Hospital Survey. Um, and by using this variety of sources, we're able to create as many general acute care hospitals throughout the U.S. Um, as possible. You know, you know Katie, that, did you want to expand on that anymore or are you good? Because that was fantastic. Um, no, <laughs> we can. Yeah. So um, what I'll mention is that, um, from, for example, from the American Hospital Association, we use their IT supplement um, for those hospitals that aren't participating in the LeapFrog survey, as I mentioned. Um, the le participation in our LeapFrog hospital survey isn't required to receive a grade. Um, so we are able to get some of that information elsewhere. Um, but unfortunately, in the example of this measure, CPOE, um, we can't get as much information as we can from LeapFrog standards. So LeapFrog is really unique in how we measure this. Um, we have uh, look at both the implementation of CPOE, so um, how often are prescribers using this electronic system to order medications, but then we also look at the efficacy of that system. And the way we do that is we actually have a simulation that hospitals take where they get a list of patients and test orders and they can see how well their system is doing at alerting them to common serious prescribing errors. You know, I was excited to ask you a question before because um, Lauren had mentioned um, you have 2,000 hospitals. And I'm wondering how many hospitals were graded in, uh, in the fall of 2018, Katie? Yeah, so over 2,600 hospitals received a fall 2018 safety grade. Um, so those include hospitals that participate in our LeapFrog Hospital Survey and those that do not. Um, and about 30% of those facilities received an A. 
and about 1% received an F, um, our lowest grade. So in terms of our state's um, rankings, we look at the highest percentage of A hospitals in all the um, states throughout the U.S., um, and we found that New Jersey uh, was ranked number one, um, and Oregon and Virginia as well. Um, and interestingly, New Jersey is also one of the states with the highest participation in the LeapFrog Hospital Survey. So there's really a strong commitment to transparency and patient safety there. Um, unfortunately, we do still have states and um, territories where there are no A hospitals. Um, but with that said, there are 42 hospitals nationwide that have actually received an A safety grade since we launched this program in 2012. Um, and I think Lauren may have mentioned that not all hospitals will receive a grade, um, so we can't grade certain types of hospitals that don't participate in the CMS programs. Um, so that includes critical access hospitals and some specialty hospitals like cancer hospitals and children's hospitals. Um, but we do have over 2,600 hospitals graded each round, um, and those are general acute care facilities. Now, how do you hope hospitals will use the safety grade, Katie? That's a great question. So. We really hope that hospitals will educate and raise awareness um, around the importance of patient safety by letting their community know about their grade, um, so making that public, and then really looking closely at their performance on each individual measure. There are 28 um, that are included in the safety grade and identifying where, whether or not there are any areas for improvement. So, for example, even an A hospital will have opportunities to improve. Um, and to do so, they should use evidence-based guidelines and best practices. So the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, AHRQ, for example, has published a free toolkit uh, that hospitals can use to make improvements on a set of measures we actually include in the safety grade um, called the patient safety indicators. And those are measures that of preventable harm that can occur following a surgery like a blood clot or an accidental puncture um, or laceration during a surgery. Um, and ultimately, we want every hospital to be focused on keeping patients free from harm during their hospital stay. You know, we have a little bit of time left, and um, if I could just ask um, just something about, and, and it comes across as the underlying theme is that uh, patients, are they need to do their due diligence. And you're a resource with that. Would you agree with that, Katie? Yeah. So like Lauren said, um, you can go to www.hospitalsafetygrade.org um, and research those hospitals in your community. Um, obviously, in emergencies, you can't always, um, you want to go where it's closest. But for other things, mm -hmm. you can really take a look at those hospitals that are in your community um, and the safety grade allows you to even look by measure. So if you're having a colon surgery done, for instance, you might want to look at um, our infection rates for colon um, infections after colon surgery, which I'll talk about later. Um, so you can really take a look at those hospitals in your area. Um, and even um, Lauren will talk, I think, later a little bit about what patients can do. But you can use those to start conversations with your doctors. Um, to hopefully improve your care there. Yeah, absolutely. And also for, for even family members that are planning on some kind of surgery, wouldn't, wouldn't that be right? That's absolutely correct. Well, I thank you both very much. Um, what we're going to do now, uh, Katie and Lauren, 
Very insightful. Everything you're talking about is very informative, and I'm sure our listeners are greatly appreciating it around the globe. And I want to thank you for providing these key points. We're going to pause for a commercial break, and when we return, we are going to be discussing the LeapFrog Group, what you need to know about patient safety. And that will be with Katie Stewart and Lauren Bailey of the LeapFrog Group. So stay tuned, and we will return after these messages from our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. To help support the C. diff Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll-free 1-844-4-C-DIFF. That's 1-844-367-2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products, EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes, trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program. I'm Kevin Hirsch, and it's a pleasure to reintroduce our guests, Katie Stewart and Lauren Bailey, here to discuss the LeapFrog Group, what you need to know about patient safety. Now, we've explored LeapFrog organization, and we've learned about hospital safety grades. And with your permission, Katie and Lauren, I would love to discuss healthcare-associated infections, HAIs, and C. diff. Now, Katie, I'd like to direct these questions to you, if I may. Um, what infection measures are included in hospital safety grade? So LeapFrog includes five healthcare-associated infection measures in our safety grade. Um, and all of these infections can lead to longer recoveries for patients, serious complications, and sometimes even death. 
Um, and the five measures we include, which I'll walk you through, um, the first is central line-associated bloodstream infections, um, which we refer to on our consumer website as infections in the blood. And so during a hospital stay, a patient might be given a central line or a central catheter, um, which is essentially a tube inserted into a large vein, um, which is used to deliver medication and fluids and other treatments during their hospital stay. And patients with central lines are at a higher risk for developing infections in their bloodstream because bacteria and other germs can enter through that central line. Um, so that's a measure we include. We also look at catheter-associated urinary tract infections. So like a central line, a patient staying in the hospital right, might require a urinary catheter, which is essentially a thin tube placed in the bladder to drain urine. Um, and they can also put patients at a higher risk for developing an infection in their urinary tract, which includes the bladder and the kidneys. Um, a third measure we include is a surgical site infection after colon surgery. So I mentioned that briefly earlier. Um, so it, it's like it sounds, it encompasses those infections that occur in patients after a major colon surgery. And the last two um, are methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, uh, so MRSA, uh, which is a type of staph bacteria that is resistant to many antibiotics. And it can be spread when providers do not properly wash their hands or when hospital rooms and equipment are not cleaned thoroughly. Um, and it can be life-threatening. Um, it can cause bloodstream infections, pneumonia, um, and surgical site infections as well. And then saving um, this for last, we also include C. diff. Um, so, which the program is named for, obviously. Uh, C. diff is a bacterium that can have a slew of nasty side effects like diarrhea, abdominal pain, loss of appetite, and fever. And most C. diff cases occur in patients having recently taken antibiotics. Um, and eliminating that bacteria in an infected patient can be extremely difficult. Um, and it's spread via contaminated equipment, bed linens, et cetera, um, and through improper hand washing. And briefly, I'll mention how LeapFrog gets this data. So the data we use comes directly from a national surveillance system established by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC. Um, and almost all hospitals in the country participate in that surveillance system because it's a required element of one of CMS's quality reporting programs. Um, and the measure we use is called a standardized infection ratio. And what that essentially is, it's a, a ratio of the observed um, or the actual number of infections that are occurring in a hospital um, and comparing that to what would be expected given um, national averages and a variety of different risk factors like bed size, um, the types of patients they care for, et cetera. You know, when you, we were just speaking about the, um, the hospital safety grade, you also mentioned that the, um, this program is for folks with uh, interest with uh, C. diff. Now, that in mind, would you walk us through your website and how, how do I check how my local hospital performs on C. diff? Certainly. So at www.hospitalsafetygrade.org, uh, you can search by location or by your hospital name. Um, you can put a zip code in. You can put a city and state. Um, and once you put that information into our search, 
you'll get a list of hospital names along with their most recent safety grades. So what we have now is the fall 2018 safety grade. Um, soon in the spring, it will be replaced with spring 2019 grades. Um, but once you have that list, uh, what you can do is you can click on a hospital to get more information as to what, you know, what measures, how, how did their performance lead to that grade of A, B, C, D, or F. Um, and the first measures that are actually displayed when you click on a hospital are those infection measures that I just mentioned. So um, you'll be able to see how the hospital did on C. diff. Um, you'll see their hospital score, which is that standardized infection ratio I mentioned. Um, but you'll also be able to see the best score among graded facilities, the worst score, um, and the average score. So you can kind of compare how that hospital is doing um, on those different infection measures. And to make it a little more consumer friendly, we also have what we call a gas gauge for each measure. Um, and that essentially demonstrates which hospitals might be performing better or worse than their peers. So red would mean they're doing worse. And um, if the gas gauge is pointing to the green, then they're doing better. Now, how can I see past grades, Katie? So when you're doing that search, what you'll do is you'll click on a hospital um, and below their current grade, um, you'll be able to show past grades from right now it's 2015 to 2018. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, in May we'll be publishing those grades for spring 2019. Now, um, what, so you, you had touched on um, in, uh, when we were talking about the infection measures and I found that really important and I just uh, something that came to mind. What are the higher scoring slash higher graded hospitals doing to prevent these infections? And we've got we've got uh, about five minutes left, so take your time and just expand upon that if you would. Yeah, certainly. So safer hospitals will follow special guidelines for inserting, cleaning, and maintaining central lines and urinary catheters, um, and they'll also know how and when catheters should be um, removed. So they'll have those staff members follow those guidelines they've established. Um, they'll also have staff properly use antibiotics and clean the patient's skin appropriately before an operation um, and really closely watch those patients after surgery um, to prevent those infections I talked about after colon surgery. Um, another major um, practice is, of course, practicing proper hand hygiene, so hand washing, um, with soap and water and also alcohol-based hand rub um, and cleaning equipment regularly and thoroughly um, to help prevent the spread of some of the infections I measured, um, I mentioned. Um, and then you can also isolate patients infected um, with those infections and have hospital staff and visitors wear protective clothing like gowns and gloves. Um, and then practicing antibiotic stewardship. So using antibiotics only when necessary um, and really having a strong program um, to review the antibiotics that hospital um, that patients are being given. You know, Katie, um, something just came up. And now, Lauren, you can add to this if you'd like. Uh, and I just want to add, add back to this because, you know, we're talking about the higher scoring, higher graded hospitals and what they're doing and how can we see past grades. How often do the hospitals submit their information to be graded or how often do you grade a hospital do you have any do, can you give me something on that yeah this is katie so 
hospitals are graded twice per year in the fall and spring, um, and we use what we call a data snapshot date. So we'll take all of the data from the different sources we mentioned um, and use that to assign the grade. Um, and we're very transparent in how we grade facilities, so we publish all of that methodology on our website. Um, and we also give hospitals an opportunity to review the data we're using um, and the safety grade we're assigning before it's released to the public. Um, we have about a three-week period where we let them review the data um, and work with our help desk to actually um, answer any questions they might have about the data. Um, and prepare for that public launch. Lauren, is there anything you'd like to add in this segment? Yeah, so I was just going to add that um, on top of the fact that we do upgrade the grades, update the grades, sorry, twice a year, um, we also update something that Katie mentioned earlier, which is our state rankings which are available on our homepage of hospitalsafetygrade.org. And if you click on the state rankings, I just thought it would maybe be interesting to share what the top five were for our fall 2018 grades that we released. And we'll be releasing new state rankings and new grades this spring. Um, but number one was New Jersey, and number two was Oregon. Number three was Virginia. Number four is Massachusetts. Number five is Texas. So those were the top five for the fall. And um, if people want to know exactly where their state falls, I know you have listeners from all across the world, but um, for listeners in the U.S., um, you can go onto our website and see where your state ranks. And this is based on the percentage of A hospitals within each of the states. You know, congratulations to those hospitals in the top five. That certainly yeah, is something to be absolutely. proud of. You know, and, and it is certainly something for our uh, patients out there looking for their family members or themselves for, for care that's going to be coming up. Very informative. All right, we're about to we're about to break for our next and um, next segment. So, anyway, um, thank you for providing that in depth information to our global listeners, Katie and Lauren. That was really informative. And at this time, we are going to pause for a commercial break. And when we return, we will be reviewing the key points discussed with our guests, Katie and Lauren. So stay tuned, and we will return after these messages from our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. The CDF Foundation offers global community support sessions. CDF can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety. Get answers to your questions. You're not alone. Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. To register for a session, 
Call the CDF Foundation at 919-201-1512 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff spores and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and we thank our listeners joining us today. I'm Kevin Hirsch, and I'm your host. And it is a pleasure to once again introduce our guests, Katie Stewart and Lauren Bailey. They're here to give us insight on Leapfrog Group what you need to know about patient safety. Welcome back to the program, Katie and Lauren. Thanks. I should have cued you in to say hi. I'm sorry about that. But before we close today, I'd like to give you both an opportunity to add your closing comments. And I'd like to start with Katie, if I may. What can hospitals and doctors do to prioritize patient safety? That's a very important question. So hospitals can raise awareness by routinely assessing patient safety problems and risks. Um, And I should add that a lot of things I'll mention are coming from um, our safe practices that we include on our LeapFrog Hospital Survey, uh, which come from the National Quality Forum. Um, Another thing they can do is including patients and families um, as active participants in their safety and quality committees, um, and then reporting the efforts Um, their ongoing efforts to improve safety and quality to the community. So maybe they put that information on a website um, or they, you know, do it at a fair. Um, But another thing is educating staff and providing training to close any performance gaps that they're seeing. Um, And then having senior leadership really prioritize what we call a culture of safety. Um, And that's a culture where all staff um, feel safe to speak up if they witness patient harm or practices that could perhaps result in patient harm. Um, Another is involving their board uh, in ensuring that the resources of the hospital can be appropriately allocated to those patient safety programs. Um, And one other thing I'll mention is that Hospitals can really show their commitment to safety and quality by submitting an annual voluntary LeapFrog Hospital Survey, which we talked a little bit about. Um, And reporting to the survey really allows hospitals to benchmark their performance against their peers um, and monitor their progress on some of the most important evidence-based measures of safety, uh, quality, and efficiency of care delivery. So it's looking at... um, in addition 
the safety grade only looks at patient safety, but um, our LeapFrog Hospital Survey is really looking at safety, um, quality, and efficiency of care. So transparency um, in reporting to the survey has really proven um, to galvanize improvement. Um, and LeapFrog has some great examples that I'd encourage your listeners to view of case studies on our website, um, which show how reporting um, hospitals uh, were able to use their LeapFrog hospital survey results to really drive change um, and improve patient safety and quality in their hospitals. So the hospitals are using the case study to show that they're really, I mean, they're using LeapFrog's information to show that they are growing and they are getting better every day. Right, Katie? Yeah. Yeah. A great example is we have a case study on how a hospital used um, LeapFrog's C-section measure to really Mm -hmm. improve in that area. When LeapFrog first um, started reporting on C-sections, um, this hospital got ready to report to LeapFrog and realized that their rates were well above the standard. Um, our standard right now is 23.9%. Um, and they saw that they were well above the standard, and so they thought that, that was unacceptable. And so they took, um, they looked at evidence, and they took a couple of different steps to reduce their rates. Um, for example, they started um, blindly posting individual provider um, rates in their hospital for C-sections. And eventually they actually reported them by provider so all staff could see. And um, they really, um, they worked with those providers that had higher rates um, and they saw a great, um, a significant improvement in their results. And now um, they're below our Mm -hmm. target rate um, and they're performing really well on that measure. That that is incredible. And And keeping those patients safe. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, but that, that is actually incredible. And Lauren, I have a question for you. What, what can patients and caregivers do to stay safe? So there are a lot of things that patients and caregivers can do to stay safe, and we have um, a lot of resources on our website, um, both leapfroggroup.org and hospitalsafetygrade.org that are helpful for patients who want to learn more and want to get more involved. But I'll mention a couple today that um, listeners can take action on now or next time you're in the hospital. Um, The first one is to make sure that you bring someone with you. Bring a patient advocate is what we call it. Bring a family member or a friend. Because when you're in the hospital, you're not feeling well. You're not yourself. You're not alert always. You can't remember what you want to remember. So bring someone with you who can really advocate for you, who can take notes, who can make sure that your care team and when there's a nurse shift, the new care team uh, knows if you you know have any allergies and knows exactly what's going on with your case. Um, this person can participate in rounds. Um, they can get really involved and take notes for you so when you are yourself again, um, you can have peace of mind that you got the best care that you could have gotten. Um, The second tip is one, to realize something, and that is that uh, medication errors specifically are the most common errors that happen in hospitals, and they happen a lot, and they can be deadly. There are things that patients can do as well as these caregivers or patient advocates to uh, make sure that patients are staying safe and that care, the care team knows what's going on. And the first one is to keep a list of all of the medications that you're currently taking and date that list. 
So that includes um, medications that were prescribed as well as over-the-counter medications, any vitamins or herbal supplements, anything that you take, as well as what the dosages are. Keep a copy of it in your wallet and then give a copy to a family member or friend, someone who you think you might end up bringing with you to the hospital so that they also have a copy. And this is important not only so that the hospital can make sure you're getting the medications that you need, but they can also make sure if they're prescribing and administering new medications that there aren't going to be any bad reactions um, between uh, medications you're already on. That's really, really important, um, as well as making sure that you tell your caregiver um, and that the caregiver tells the care team that's working with you in the hospital um, if you have any allergies to medications. This is a really big one. Uh, most hospitals will ask you this, as well as primary care, but even if they do, just reminding every single person who comes in, um, that's really, really key. Um, and just one more thing that I really want to mention, and I saved this for last, I want to say best for last, um, make sure when you're in the hospital that you and your patient advocate or family member who's ever with you is paying attention to what's going on around you. If you see an error occur or if you see something that was what we call in the industry near misses, so if you see something that was almost an error, make sure that you speak up, say something. Um, also, make sure that you're thinking about what's going on in the environment. So an example of that is hand washing. Um, being CDF radio, hopefully we all understand the importance of hand washing and that hand washing is the most effective way to prevent the spread of infections in hospitals. So if you see a caregiver come in and they didn't wash their hands or maybe you didn't see them, just ask. And you can do it politely. You can just say, excuse me, may I just confirm, did you wash your hands? And they will answer you and you'll be safer because of it. Oh, that that those tips! Wow, Lauren, those are really important. And you know what? They're always worth remembering when we're going into the hospital. And at this time, we're gonna we're gonna be ending our show. So, Katie and Lauren, we want to thank you for joining us today on C Diff Spores and More Global Broadcasting. And we're grateful for your dedication in healthcare and putting patients first. And at this time, the members of the C Diff Foundation wish to acknowledge all the organizations around the globe dedicated to improving health the organizations and professionals researching and developing new products addressing C. difficile infection prevention and treatments, protecting the gut microbiome and addressing environmental safety worldwide. To learn more about C. difficile infection and recurrent C. difficile infection clinical trials in progress and how you may be able to take part in those clinical studies, please visit the C. diff Foundation's website, www.cdifffoundation.org and click the tab, Clinical Trials in Progress. Please help them help you to help others. And save the date for the 7th Annual International C. diff Conference and Health Expo in St. Louis, Missouri. Just go to www.cdifffoundation.org to register and get more information. It's going to be fantastic this year. Also, save the date for May 18th, 2019, the third annual Global CDF Awareness Walk with big, with a big thank you, a huge thank you to Diamond Sponsor Vedanta Biosciences. The Awareness Walk will be taking place in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, Teaneck, New Jersey, Newport, Ritchie, Florida, and Leicester, England. Take a walk in the park to promote C. diff infection awareness and help us save lives worldwide. For more information, please visit the website www.cdifffoundation.org. We look forward to meeting you on May 18th. 
We send our get well wishes to all our patients being treated and recovering from a C. difficile infection and the many, many well wellness draining illnesses being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Kevin Hirsch, with a reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health, continued healing, and a good day. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. 